Welcome back, everybody, to the Rockman Power Hour. My name is Jason Rockman. Uh, really excited to be back here again this week. And uh, just want to remind you right out of the gate, please, if you are enjoying this podcast, like and subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, very important that you subscribe. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think of the show. We're not um, scared of criticism. We actually welcome it. And uh, all of you listening on your podcast streaming platforms, uh, make sure you subscribe as well, and you'll never miss an episode. So today on the Rockman Power Hour, we have got uh, an absolute legend in heavy metal. And uh, from my own hometown here in Montreal, this guy has been around for a long, long time. He's seen everything. This band has been in existence for a hell of a long time, and they're putting out a new album called Synchro Anarchy. Uh, it's actually out now, and uh, I highly suggest you check out this record. I'm talking about Michel Away Langevin from the band Voivod. But um, there's no point in going any further before I check in with my co-host, Ryan Stick. Ryan, how are you? I like how you said, like, uh, we welcome criticism. Like, I don't. <laughs> I know, right? Like me, no matter what. Dude, let me tell you something. I, I um, like you, I'm, I'm a sensitive flower. Okay, we're both very sensitive. And, mm. um, but <laughs> we are, we're very sensitive and we both, um, you know, behind closed doors, you and I have had some of the best shit talking sessions about how hard it is in this industry. But at the yeah. end of the day, I think we're both people that are somewhat loving. We're always out. We're always there for our friends. We're always there to, to lend a hand. And I'm, I'm I like you, and I don't want to speak for you. I'm all about kindness. I'm always all, all about trying to be kind and, 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 um, you know, putting my hand out there for my fellow human. But not everybody's like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what's really cool though is that uh, a way. Well, what what does Michelle want to be called? A way? Is it Michelle a way? I don't like, think Michelle cares as long as you just don't call him late for dinner. <laughs> there you go. Like he's the type of guy that's been around forever, and you have like rock rock greats like Dave Grohl praising him for yeah. twenty minute videos in a row on YouTube, which I was watching right before this. And um, you know, he could not seem like less of an egotistical person, like considering. He made that much of a dent in uh, the lives of so many musicians oh. that have gone on to sell millions of records. He's still the same guy. He's an excellent drummer, and uh, he is almost as cool as your T-shirt. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, uh, yeah. Studio House Designs. Shout out to them. They always keep us looking fresh. Um, listen, Ryan, this is a big one for me uh, personally. This is a big one for uh, the metal community. Anytime you get a chance to talk to one of the uh, the founding members of Voivod, it's a celebration. If you're a fan of heavy metal, of progressive rock, this guy has been at the forefront of that movement forever. Uh, he was doing this stuff before it was cool. And what I love about Voivod is every maybe five to 10 years, there's a cycle that happens where they become really, really popular, but always relevant throughout all of it. And uh, I'm, again, excited to have on the podcast today, Michel Aouelangevin from the band Voivod. All right, really, really happy to have on the show with me today, uh, Michel Langevin. A lot of people know him as Away, uh, drummer and uh, conceptual artist and, and kind of idea maker for the band Voivod. Um, Michelle, I'm really, really happy to have you on uh, on the podcast. I've been a fan of Voivod for a long, long time, um, and I have so many memories of this band throughout my own musical journey that it's always a pleasure to chat with you. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, my, my youngest memory of Voivod was um, moving into uh, a jam space with my band in, uh, in 1992, or 90, I think it was 92, um, on the corner of uh, Papineau and Notre Dame and uh, going into this jam space. And I think our, 
our locale was room 400 and something. And I remember we were up on the floor and people were like, Voivod jam there. <laughs> and it was like, what? So I, I remember I would see you guys walking around the building and sometimes. And, uh, and what I always remember about you is you were always so kind to everyone. Um, and, and it just seemed to, it, it always stayed with me that, you know, you've, you got a band who's, you know, recognized and respected worldwide, um, but are so humble. And, and I think that's something that stayed with you. Am I right? Probably, you know, <laughs> um, I, I mean, you, I, I don't, I can't recall being, uh, mean to uh, somebody unless they were mean to me first, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I remember, uh, Actually, that building, we were the first band in there. Um, I believe it was in 85. Right. Uh, we had to build uh, the jam space. Uh, uh, it was uh, like abandoned, basically. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like more bands came in, uh, came in like uh, uh, Norton Vultures and uh, 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 Scum. And, you know, and, uh, and uh, somebody thought, oh, we can make a big building uh, with, uh, not so you all building with tons of bands playing. But what I remember from uh, the early 90s is, walking down the corridor yeah and every single band is playing um smell like teen spirit and enters and enter sandman but their own version but all together at the same time (laughs) (laughs) i remember that and it's funny because that was uh, that was right around the time we were you know my band was starting to play slaves on dope and and i remember i think we were the only people in the band that were playing in the in the building that were playing faith no more (laughs) Because everybody was, you're right. Everybody would be playing Metallica stuff from the Black Album, (laughs) or or they would be playing early grunge. (laughs) The grunge thing was so big. um, It was actually hard for Voivod to get noticed um, when we released Enter at uh, the Auto Limits. You know, everybody uh, everybody's eyes were turned towards Seattle, so um, these albums sort of went unnoticed, but. uh, Nowadays, uh, many people worship them uh, while people into Voivod, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because what I've always liked about Voivod is you guys have always stayed the course. You know, you've been consistent. You've put out records no matter what's come your way, no matter what hardships the band's been through. You've always had this, you know, at least from the outside looking in, it always seems like this band's always been about forward motion. You know, we're just going to put our heads down and we're going to get it done. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's almost like Voivod fans, new fans, it's like cyclical. You know, you see... You see younger people getting into Voivod and then, you know, there might be dips a little bit depending on the musical trend, but you always have a fan base, but there's always these peaks where, oh my God, everyone's getting into Voivod again. And it's fun when you're someone who's known the band for so long um, to see that happen because it's a, it's like, there's this new appreciation. Yeah. Right now um, we are uh, enjoying a really great momentum, I must say. And, um, and for the past um I don't know, five years, it's just been going upwards. And uh, yeah. the, the tour for The Wake was, uh, it was packed everywhere. The yeah. album was super well received. And so there are many generations into Voivod now, and we have respect from um, many people from different scenes. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, so we're just enjoying the ride, but uh, we we do move forward all the time. Even during yeah. the pandemic, we, we, we try to have um, as many releases as possible, you know. And I and I one of the things uh, I guess one of the highlights for me uh, last year was seeing you guys perform two of your albums um, front to back, you know, uh, during a live stream, which was so well done. You know, it, it was well yeah. done, uh, and 
it, it was cool because I, I saw a lot of people take to the internet and take to Zoom and, and, and try to do things, but you guys did it at a whole other level. I mean, it was really, it sounded good. It looked good. The projections behind were good. Um, how much fun did you have playing those two records from front to back? Uh, it was um, it was really amazing. A lot of work. Um, it was so much work to put together these albums again uh, because they were like, um, we hadn't played some of the songs for decades really. So uh, it, it was so much work that we didn't really have time to um, um, work on the new album while doing that. But uh, even like um, in um, in uh, 2020 uh, for uh, Snake's birthday on uh, in August 2020, it was the first uh, what we call Hypercube uh, session. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was uh, the, the set list we played during the, the wake tour. And um, uh, we learned a lot from that, but we did it because we missed getting together so much. Yeah. It was uh, just when, as soon as we were allowed to, to get into a studio with sanit sanitary protocols, um, we did it. And we did one of, basically one of the first online shows, you know, and, and um, uh, so it, we just wanted to repeat the experience again. Um, last year so uh, we learned uh, dimension hatras and uh, nothing face uh, yeah. played um, dimension hatras on uh, um, rocky's birthday and yeah. uh, nothing face on my birthday yeah <laughs> we only play on uh, the members birthday <laughs> i saw that it was cool I, I got to watch the nothing face one and uh, you know i love that record uh, i love the production on that record you know the stuff that you guys ended up doing with glenn robinson and it was just it's just a really really rad rad record and to see it played from front to back um, was a treat, you know, because a lot of bands will go out and they'll do that tour, you know, they'll do the tour. Well, we'll take the album, we'll play the album from front to back, but it was cool to see it in more of a controlled environment. Um, mm -hmm. it was, and yeah. it was nice. And, and the idea, like I, I'm a, you know, I, I do believe that the internet and, and, and computers there, there is a lot of good that can come from them. You know, there's great real connections yeah. that can happen for people everywhere in the world. It's not all negative, you know? No, and, of course not. I mean, you know, um, while um, uh, doing the online shows and uh, we did some of, I mean, uh, what happened was uh, when we came back from touring with uh, Guar in Europe at, uh, at the end of uh, 2019, uh, we took a bit, a bit of a break for the holidays. Then in early uh, January, um, we, um, we started jamming again. Um, <laughs> the same place where you were, you were talking about. <laughs> you still, you guys still rehearse there, right? <laughs> yes, well, um, uh, uh, during the pandemic, we ended up like uh, putting our stuff into storage eventually. Yeah. And because yeah. The, the whole place was uh, was closed. Yeah. And so yeah. it was in uh, mid-March that uh, everything closed. But we had recorded some improvisations and riffs and some stuff. And then everything shut down. So we uh, were looking at uh, what we had in the bank. And uh, uh, during the, the week tour, we had recorded the Montreal Jazz Fest yeah. and also the Quebec City Summer Fest. So we started to do some live releases. But um, in the meantime, we we're working on the album with what we had. But we were, um, uh, since we, um, we were doing that while socially distancing. So yeah. um, technology came. Um, was really, really handy. And uh, the internet, you know, we started sharing files uh, with a Dropbox folder, um, uh, synced up with uh, Logic Pro, and slowly built the album uh, like that. But it was only like, I would say, um, in June of last year that we're, we were able to really go into the studio 
um, to morph it into Voivodian material. Yeah. And we had to deliver, so we had to deliver the album in September, end of September. So it was uh, quite a rush. Uh, but I was like, uh, prior to getting into the uh, Radicard studio uh, with Fra uh, Francis, um, I was programming the drums uh, on the computer. So wow. all, that, all that technology really helped us to build demos. Um, uh, but um, when time came to go into the studio is uh, when the um, festivals in Quebec and the province of Quebec started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was super. Uh, you saw one of the shows at the FME. Um, so yeah. um, um, so we, it was really old school, like in the Black Sabbath or Deep Purple days, in a way, where we would uh, play during the weekend and record during the week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's it. it. Yeah. And it was nice. And it was really, really nice. Like that, like again, last year, you know, it's funny because last year being the year that it was, there were a lot of high highlights for me as a Voivod fan, because, you know, I, I got to see you guys do one record that I absolutely love. And then I got to see you guys play at FMR, which was FME, which was so much fun. Um, and, and it's, it just shows you that, you know, again, going back to what I said at the beginning, this band will continue to push on no matter what. And it seems like it's, it's a train that's not going to stop, you know, um, the Voivod train keeps going. And, and, and I think, I think at the nucleus of that is, I would imagine, is you. I mean, I think. Well, it's. Um, and it I know, I know, I know it's everybody, but I mean, I know, yeah. I know that passion for Voivod, um, just, you know, right uh -huh. down to the aesthetic comes from you. Well, uh, it, I mean, in terms of arranging the songs, it's definitely Chewy. Snake okay. is the lyricist. Uh, uh, Rocky is sort of the glue. <laughs> holding everything so, so, together. So you, would it be fair to say you're the quarterback? Well, I'm definitely the archivist of the band. So the coach. Uh, when it, when so when uh, when um, like let's say uh, this year, I always make sure that um, I, I'm, uh, there is some um, product in the making uh, yeah. uh, because um, it keeps the name out there and also the uh, Voivod has a really loyal. Uh, following yeah. and um, we think they deserve something new all the time yeah so i'm always working on reissues like, like this year aside from um, the uh, the new album there there are also vinyl reissues of the mca catalog and the noise catalog wow. um, uh, so the noise catalog would be uh, in a box set and the mca catalog last year uh auto limits was released on vinyl and this yep. year is not in face and injured yeah. And uh, there's also the documentary um, with um, Felipe Belalcazar, who did the uh, Death by Metal. Yeah, we are really hoping to release it this year. So there's always stuff going on. I'm always full uh, working full time. Uh, I've been working full time uh, on Voivod uh, for 39 years now. Yeah, and um, the for the 40th anniversary next year, there's a lot of stuff planned as well. We would love to re-release the album we did with Jason in 2003, uh, the self-titled album. Yeah, and uh, for uh, for the 20th anniversary of this album, and also there is a book in the making by uh, Jeff Wagner that okay. we want to release next year for the 40th anniversary as well. So in a way, I'm more of uh, more like the the headquarter, <laughs> headquarters yeah. of Voiva. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, that's it. I mean, you're kind of like, like I said, you're kind of like the coach, you know, you're kind of like the guy that keeps it, you know, like, 
it, it almost seems like you're you're the one that'll that'll you know people will come to you or or you'll you'll assign people to do things or it, it it's it's just it seems like you guys have a very nice working relationship in the band and everybody knows their role you know yeah the 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 chemistry is super fantastic uh, um and it's my um fifth lineup i've been in um, every lineup uh, every lineup and uh, uh i love all of them and yeah. i'm proud of every i'm proud of every single album but um, uh, i noticed um this lineup is on fire and that's why yeah. we decided to that's why we decided to document it uh during the the tour for the wake so we had a couple of releases like uh, the end of the ep and the last machine live lp and but the chemistry is so great we get along yeah. really well and um uh, it, it's just too bad that um, uh, the touring was cut short with uh, the pandemic but we just can't wait to uh, go back on go back on the road uh, uh it, it's just that um we had a world tour planned uh, for the release of the album in February, yeah. uh, but right now the Euro, Euro leg uh, um, for uh, this spring is already postponed to the fall. Wow! So we are so we're just uh, have having our fingers crossed for uh, uh, the tour in uh, North America in the summer. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, if it, it goes awry, you know, um, um, and we can't tour, I'm sure we will go back to uh revisiting albums and do online shows like yeah. we could probably uh, play Angerat, uh, the outer limits or the new album or killing technology i believe this year's is the, uh, yeah it's the fifth uh, it's the 35th anniversary of killing tech it, wow. might, be a good occasion. it might be a good occasion to uh, revisit that one. Oh yeah um yeah. and and talking about uh synchro anarchy new record um there's been some really really cool singles that have been released so far uh the video for planet eaters is great and so topical i mean it's so you know we've touched on some of that stuff you know with technology and and you guys have always been i think that you've, you've always touched on how you know there i think there needs to be a balance between the ecosystem and technology and they have to kind of find a way to coexist because there is that threat that technology will eventually eat it <laughs> and oh, there yeah. just there just seems to be a lot of interesting imagery going on uh in the planet eaters video um can you tell me a bit about oh i've got my dog is visiting here look here's our dog. awesome <laughs> <laughs> can you tell me a bit about the um uh, about the conceptualization of that video because you know the song uh, the song is great um uh, and i want to cool. talk a little bit about the, the single that came out second but uh planet eaters just the video itself just as an experience you know oral and visual um it's something else yeah. can you tell me a bit about the conceptualizing taking your your drawings and making that into a video with the director well um it really started last year um uh, early nice last year when uh, this uh, fan video popped online for the song nothing face yeah and the video was done with an, um, an amiga computer uh, by a fan who did it at school in 91. wow and um, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know for um, um i work i work on uh, a commodore amiga uh, from um, 87 to 91-ish, you know, and uh, and uh, I know that what the guy had done in 91 with what he had in his hands was phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, it's just that he rediscovered a copy of it 30 years later and put it online. And um, uh, so um, I immediately contacted uh, Pierre Menetrier, who did that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I asked him to do uh, the video for the first single. Uh, and uh, I, I was convinced the result would be uh, fantastic. And it, it's just amazing. Yeah, it really and, uh, is. It's something else. It's like, to yeah. me, it's up there with, 
you know, when I was watching it, all I kept thinking of was watching the wall for the first time. Well, the wall, you know, um, the uh, the movie, the wall. Yeah, such, yeah. It has a, it had such a strong impact on my art, mm. my visuals. It's one of my um, turning point movie. Uh, what I, what happened was um, during the, since we were like um, uh, last year, since we were uh, playing in the weekend and um, recording during the week, uh, we had many different sessions. So yeah. I, I, every session I was doing a drawing. Okay. And um, uh, uh, black and white drawing, uh, influenced by the music and the lyrics and what we were doing at the studio at that time. And by the end of the session, I had many drawings. So um, all this will be available in the booklet of the album. But I just supplied uh, Pierre with the, these drawings. Okay. And then he started asking me um, for factories, um, spaceships. And, and elements and then i went through all my uh, black and white art through the years so basically it was art from um uh, 1983 to 2021 wow uh, and uh, so he included all of that in a very spe spectacular way and uh and the, and the song planet eaters it it came a bit of a um like a, it was a bit of a surprise in the sense that it it became our favorite song after the whole process was done and the, the album was mixed and uh, we were about to master it with we, uh, we were looking for uh, the first single and we all loved it. it was everybody's favorite song but we didn't think about it when we were writing and recording it at all you know yeah and uh, yeah it probably has all the uh, ingredients of what's going on on the album but also uh, all of the ingredients of uh, it's sort of an overview of our career in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. it that's it. It almost seems autobiographical. You know, uh, it, it seems like there's a there's a and the video ties in really well with that. Um, yeah. You, you know, we I've talked about it before. The, you know, and and you and I have chatted about it. The 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 visual aspect of the band is is very very important. Um, you know, and and your the the style to your drawings. I mean, you know, I'm wearing one of the collab collabs that you did with Raw Cult. Like, I, I there's and you know, I, I interviewed the Foo Fighters in uh, in California, and I brought this for, to, you know, I got this from Dave. <laughs> so, do you do do you still do a lot of artwork outside of the band? Are there still people asking you to do to do stuff like this? You know. And did you and yeah. did you ever and did you ever fancy yourself as an artist or was it just something that you started doing that 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 you did more and more? I always wanted to. There's a, there, there are a lot of angles in your question. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of the visuals for for uh, Voivod, it definitely comes from the first Iron Maiden album. That's right. really where yeah, it's really where uh, I uh, understood that. It was very important for the album cover to stick out in a in a store. In a store, absolutely. So that's I, yeah. yeah. So that's what happened to me when I, I saw the first Iron Maiden album. And so the Warren Payne cover in 84 is sort of an homage to the first Iron Maiden album cover, you know. And um, uh, But in terms of uh, doing stuff for uh, other people, uh, um, I was doing art for uh, magazines and uh, other bands, um, in the in the 80s but not that much because i was working a lot with voivod and yeah. um, and 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 some in the 90s as well but it's really in 98 when we crashed in germany on the way to walk and and then we stopped for a year and then um because uh, eric was at the hospital for like 
nine or ten months and yeah uh, then uh, i was uh, contacted by people to uh, do some art and strangely enough it was from the hip-hop uh, well world. I, I was gonna yeah. say that you know i yeah. I, I was t- i talked to <clears throat> ill bill a little while ago and uh-huh. he was and i said i was from montreal and the first thing he said is do you know a way and i said yeah mm-hmm. i know who michelle is of course he's like he did the nonfiction, and he just kept gushing about how much he loved yeah. boybot and how much he loved you know nonfiction for sure yeah he's uh he's the first one who contacted me he said oh i want a voivod logo type you know a voivod type logo so i did a very nice sort of black metal logo he's like no i want like uh, a flip of your logo oh yeah okay so uh and then uh so uh so he'll be contacted me and uh, uh and then it led to um other people uh noticing and like Danko Jones, and then yep. eventually Dave Grohl asked me to do the the Probot uh, cover. Yeah. And um, it's funny, uh, Il Bill from Nonfiction, uh, uh, we, they were playing at um, uh, Fofun Electric, and uh, and and this, all hip hop kids, and um, uh, with sideways uh, baseball caps yep. and all. That. <laughs> and then they were all looking at me like, "Who's that hippie?" And then. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then when when uh, when Ill Bill came out of the backstage, he parted the crowd and came to me and shook my hand. Yeah, <laughs> it was super funny. Uh, and um, uh, anyhow, um, uh, these days I'm I'm still doing that. You know, uh, well, when the pandemic hit, I started my own um, online store, awayartpress.com, so I could yeah. make my art books uh, uh, available. And uh, uh, and um, um, it, it has kept me super busy. I'm, yeah. sh- I'm uh, shipping these uh, everywhere. And um, uh, so I, I do that a lot. I'm working on a new book that the art I did on the road with Voivod between 2008 and uh, 2019. Okay. And uh, that's my next uh, publication. Um, and But I, I, I still do uh, tattoo designs, um, t-shirt designs, uh front covers i just did the um, hell shock uh front cover for uh, the next album they're gonna release so um uh, yeah i do a lot of art on the side yeah uh, as some projects more involved with the avant-garde scene uh on drums um so um yeah i i keep very busy but um i'm so busy with voivod that um it's hard to keep both yeah Oh yeah, but I, I'm 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 I really I'm really in the best of both worlds, uh, doing uh, music with Voivod and art at, at home uh, uh, peacefully. You know, I guess it's a nice it's a nice contrast too because you know if all your eggs were in one basket, it would be you know like like times like now where you know it's 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 stop and go. It could be really hard, but the fact that you know, when music does slow down, you can pick up on the art, you can reach out to people and say, okay, I've got a bit more time. So I guess it's worked out nicely for you that you have a nice balance of the two, right? It's great. Uh, what the only problem is right now that um, drums for me has always been my way of uh, um, externalize my anxiety. Yeah. And you know, it's a good exercise. And so it's really what I miss the most. Yeah. I, can't, um, I can't set up a drum kit here so uh, uh, I have to do a lot of, uh, thank God there is a big sea in the summer. I can yeah. do some uh, bicycle around yeah. town and all that. But uh, uh, I'm, I miss playing drums all the time. You know, uh, we used to gather quite a lot to uh, at the jam space uh, 
on the Jacques-Cartier Bridge there. And, uh, yeah. um, but n these days, it's pretty rare, unfortunately. Yeah. So that, uh, that's what I miss. But thank God I have like an, um, a an uh, uh, art design uh, career on the side. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm slowly going to rely on it more and more as I'm going to slow down. Uh, sure. Touring and all of that. And it's nice. And I, and I think it's another way to keep, to make your mark on, on the world. You know what I mean? You're still able to make a contribution uh, artistically, which is nice, you know, uh, but, but yes, I agree. I mean, it must be tough when you're used to the outlet, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, the, the good thing is with, uh, with, um, with art, um, it, I will be able to do that till the end of time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just amazing because um, I didn't think, even in the 90s, at one point, uh, um, Voivod had, had a bit of a lower profile. And, and I was wondering, wow, like in 30 years, or am I going to be totally forgotten? But yeah. it, it's quite the opposite, where I have tons of people reaching out uh, to me uh, through my um, uh, website and uh, asking for uh, art and um uh, so I, can, I do a lot of ink as well for people like commissioned art. So, yeah. uh, so uh, and since Voivod is uh, getting more and more popular on my end, it's, I uh, benefit for, uh, from that a lot. Well, and it's nice because like, like I mentioned, um, you know, it, it's a band that, that, that always, you know, that that's always going forward. Um, I was in New Jersey uh, at a, excuse me, I was at, uh, in New York in Coney Island at a Mastodon show. Bill and I are really good friends. And uh, there were a couple of people backstage that I met and we were talking and they're like, where are you from? I go, I'm from Montreal. And immediately they said, do you know Voivod? So it's, it's, I think, I think it's pretty safe to say that you've, you've cemented your, um, you've cemented your, your legacy, if you will, in the metal community, in the art community. So you know, the guy 30 years ago who was wondering if he's going to make his mark, I think you're good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's cool because for a while, we didn't feel like we had um, an influence at all um, yeah. musically. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, uh, bands started to pop up like Fear Factory, Meshuga. Yep. And I was like, mm, they must have listened to Voivod, but I wasn't sure until we shared stages at, uh, at festivals around the planet where they told me, yeah, you know? Yeah. And these days, um, um, like the, the last time we played um, Heavy Montreal, uh, I decided to go and watch uh, Gojira. Yeah. I, I thought I would watch a couple of songs and I watched the whole show with my yeah. jaw dropped to the yeah, floor. Yeah, they're great. And I, I and I swear I could hear some Voivodian chords in there and all yep. that. But it's hard to tell at times. But uh, yeah, I think we ended up having a good influence. If anything, I think we opened doors uh, or showed, uh, showed some path down the road. Like, okay, you can explore crowd rock and you can explore... Uh, modern classical or um, punk and uh, you know and in, uh, integrate that into uh, your music and these days with Rocky and Chewy we sort of jumped into this fusion metal thing yeah. um, where it's almost more jazzy and yeah. uh, but uh, and and um, but Snake and I being the um, the old punk trash uh, old school <laughs> guys we sort of keep that trash metal 
staying intact, you know. But uh, it, it's a great challenge for me that uh, Voivod is, is developing further and further and further. And uh, uh, with with uh, Chewie's knowledge um, as an arranger, a composer, um, we we jump back into prog mode, and it's it's just a great challenge for me to play drums on it. I love it. Yeah. Um, the new album Synchro Anarchy is coming out in February. Uh, it's a great record. I really encourage people to check it out. And uh, Michelle, thank you for taking the time to chat today. It's it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Um, and just keep just keep being you because uh, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And um, hopefully we'll see you soon in a venue. <laughs> yeah, in, in the real world, not just in cyberspace. <laughs> So that's crazy, man. Like, uh, you know, sometimes you can leave like, you can leave an impression in the world. You know, I always find it amazing when somebody can leave the world with uh, with something artistic they did that can make like an impact. Mm. But it's so cool that he is, his art and his music are completely, you know, they're connected. But at the same time, when, when you examine his work in the hip hop community, it couldn't be anything but uh, different. And I love that story about him ta- uh, meeting that artist that, at Fafoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Part yeah, of the yeah, crowd. Yeah. And, you know, oh, that's so yeah. cool. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, Ill Bill, I mean, listen, I, and I mean, can you talk about a guy that's more soft spoken and mild mannered, but so respected, you know? Um, I, and I got to show this. I mean, uh, I don't know if we can pull up that photo of me and Dave Grohl. I, I, you know, I got the chance to go to, um, to interview the Foo Fighters for uh, their album, Concrete and Gold. And I asked Dave, do you have a copy of the Probot album? And he went across from the studio into their storage space, climbed <laughs> up onto um, on a few boxes and grabbed me a copy of it, which uh, you see in the picture of me and Dave there. I have it here. And uh, the last time I saw Michelle, I asked him if he would mind signing it and uh, and Snake as well because he sings on it. But this is Michelle who did the artwork for this. You know, you're talking about Dave Grohl, arguably one of the most familiar faces in, in popular rock and roll. And he's attached to Michelle, who's from our city. You know, and Michelle is is commissioned to do the artwork for that. Uh, all the Voivod album covers are all done um, by Michelle. Uh, they're all iconic. You know, they're unique. And as you can see, I mean, these are these are just these are works of art. And this guy is so multi talented. And check it out. You know, so when you're talking about the guys in nonfiction, you know, a, a, a hip hop band that are so influenced by a prog metal band from Montreal and they love the aesthetic so much that they want that for their project. Well, that just tells you how talented Michelle is. Absolutely, man. And uh, what's really so cool about that album art coming from him is that I am one of those people that thinks that an album cover art can kill an album before you even listen to it. Mm -hmm. I have, I have, I have heard albums differently based on their crappy album cover art. And I've forgiven yeah. terrible albums for being, I've thought that bad albums were amazing because of their great cover art. Yeah. And it's, um, and in, it's so cool that they are so um, not DIY, but they really keep it in in-house when it comes to yeah. everything Voivod. And that's why musically they could be all over the place, but it all feels like the same band and members can come and go. But, you know, because of Michelle, AKA away, you know, there's this, uh, there's this heartbeat that Voivod has had from day one to present yeah. day that, uh, you know, hasn't, uh, hasn't died at all. And that's so cool. And, and, you know, you look at the fact that there's so much respect on, on Voivod's name and on Michelle's name, uh, 
you know, Jason Newstead leaving Metallica and then joining Voivod. I mean, leaving okay. the biggest do you know, metal. Do you know more about that? Can you tell me the story? Do you know anything about how, how Voivod and him came together? Because so, that to me, that's how Voivod came on my radar, right. my poster yeah. radar. A lot I, of people, a lot of people. So, so basically, you know, Voivod have been in the game for a long time. They've been really influential. Mm. Um, and they're a band that's been highly respected for decades by the metal yeah. community. You know, I think I shared in the, the chat, I went to go to a Mastodon show uh, to see Bill and um, I was backstage and Bill introduced me to a couple of people that were from Jersey and they're, he's like, oh, this is my friend Jason from Montreal. And they're like, you're, you're from Montreal. Yeah, I can't do the Jersey accent. I'm not going to try. <laughs> they said, you're from Montreal. I said, yeah. They go, man, do you know Voivod? And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I kind of do know the guys. I mean, I've chatted with them a couple of times and I used to practice next to them at this practice place in Montreal called Cité de Mille. And he, they were like, are you kidding me? That's so cool. And I'm like, and it is cool because they're they're just that band. And so when Metallica, um, you know, who, who love Voivod, you know, everybody loves Voivod. All the old school rock guys, new school, like, people love that band because they're just different. They're unique. Nobody sounds like them. And they're pioneers. So when you get a guy like Jason Newstead that exits from Metallica and then due to, um, you know, a perfect timing where they needed someone to play bass, he just slides in and plays bass with Voivod. I mean, they were on the Ozfest with Jason Newstead on the second stage playing bass. I mean, you got to talk about Newstead being in Metallica during their entire meteoric rise you know, from Injustice for All into the Black Album and then all those 90s records. And then he joins Voivod from Montreal. It just, it gave Voivod another, you know, another huge push. Um, mm. And it was just, I think a lot of people were just cheering from the sidelines that were fans of the band from, from the whole time saying, man, look at that. That, that. That's, you know, and they did, they did a, um, during the last year, they did a couple of live streams they played all of the album, nothing face, which was just announced to be uh, released, re reissued on vinyl for a record store day. They played all of that album in its entirety. And then after they did uh, an after party on zoom. And if you bought a ticket, you were able to go to the, uh, the VIP after party, which was really cool. So it was a big, basically a big zoom chat and everybody was on screen. Uh, it was um, moderated by our friend, um, Matt McGacky, who did a phenomenal job with that. And guess who pops up on the zoom? Jason Newstead. He was watching the live stream of the record and just gushed about away and just said, you know, there are drummers out there that play drums, but nobody goes in and plays drums the way this guy does because he doesn't play to a click track. He doesn't do re he, he goes in and he does stuff. One take two takes this band does that. They don't, you know, and, and there's not many bands that can play the kind of technical stuff that they're playing. And it was so fun to watch Jason Newstead in this zoom chat with everybody gushing about, um, Voivod. And you know, the guys are just taking it in stride. They're like, well, yeah, you know, they're, they're not, their heads aren't blowing up. They're just, they're just real rad down to earth dudes. And everybody in that band is really talented. I mean, oh, man, I, I, you know, I've seen them so many times. The last time I saw them at, um, at FMR, which is a, uh, uh, emerging music festival that I go to every year in, in Hoi Honda up in a B2B. And, um, it's just, it was just so fun to see them. It was just so fun to see them live in a small room and uh, they're just unique. So it, it was a real treat to have him on today. So, you know, when someone's from your hometown, Ryan, you always want to cheer for them. Right. And especially when they're, when they're as good as they are. You know, speaking of Montreal hometown and all that, like uh, our buddy, 
Mike Babbins. Mm. I got to give a shout out to him. When I started hanging out with Mike and he was reintroducing me to why I should love 80s Motley Crue, because at that point I had just known 90s Motley Crue. Oh my God, um, poor you. <laughs> I know, so I know, but but he was, he was just, he was that guy in my life that just yeah. kept showing me bands, you know, countless amounts of musical knowledge. And he was always waving the flag of Voivod and mm-hmm. how excited he was that uh, Heavy MTL was happening and Voivod was going to be playing. And uh, the first time I ever saw Voivod was they were opening up for Judas Priest. Yeah. And um, that was a, that was a really cool show to see them somewhere that big. But my favorite Voivod memory is when they were playing a smaller stage, not small, small stage, but a smaller yeah. stage over the meadow and through the woods at heavy MTL in their old lineup. And it was just really cool to be in that crowd because, you know, the bigger band was playing, but all the people who knew their shit were all collectively watching Voivod instead yep. of one of the headliners. And, oh, it was during Slipknot, actually. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And, and I love Slipknot, so I was like, oh, I, but my buddy Jay is just like, drunk as hell he's like no we're watching Voivod yeah I'm like where are they he's like we will find them (laughs) and that's the thing you know like like I'm sure the guys in Slipknot I guarantee Mm. you at least four or five out of those nine guys probably wanted to be on the side of the stage watching Voivod I can promise you that I can promise you that that. um and uh and again you know we have to we have to give it up to to Michelle for his for his artwork uh I think uh, when I, I think when I, yeah when we were chatting I was wearing I was wearing a raw cult hoodie and raw cult did a collaboration with with Michelle so it just shows you like he's always doing stuff you know he's always doing stuff creatively and um and his art is amazing it I, I you know as you know Ryan I collect a lot of stuff and I think one of my um one of my things I want to try to get in the next few years I'd love to get an original piece from him you know because mm. I just I just love his I just love his style it's just it's so unique so that was that was really really fun to have him on today. It was, uh, it was yeah. something else. Um, yeah, man. I, I got to get you out there. You got to go. Li- you, you should start with nothing face. That's the record you got to start with. Oh, I uh, thought you were just describing me. I'm like, okay. No, no, no. you got to start with, yeah. Got to start with the album. Nothing face. When it comes to my face, me and Jason Newsted does something in common. We have a common angry base face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, something, happens, something happens to our teeth and our jaw. We just, it becomes something else, but, uh, yeah. So Ryan, next week on the show, um, we're going to be doing an episode all focused on movies and, uh, we have got the director of studio six, six, six. This is the Foo Fighters horror movie. BJ McDonald is going to be joining us as well as, um, we're going to be talking to, um, Dennis Haysbert, who, uh, if you watch 24, he was the president on 24. He was also the voice for, uh, the Allstate commercial forever. He also was in uh, major league. He was in the movie heat. Michael Mann movie with the greatest ensemble cast in the history of film. So we're going to be ch- chatting with him and we're going to be chatting with Matt Reeves, who is the director of the Batman. Yeah. That's not something you're just supposed to, you know, casually put out the low. Oh yeah. By the way, Matt Reeves director of the Batman, you know, like, uh, directed some of the most amazing planet of the apes movies out there. No big yeah. deal. Just Matt Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be we're chat with Matt Reeves. Um, how excited do you see the Batman? Uh, I'm excited to see most things <laughs> after the last two years. But at the same time, I'm looking forward to seeing a Batman that is, is probably, I'm, I'm assuming, going to be as critically acclaimed as the Joker when the yeah. DCEU doesn't really worry about what Aquaman's doing in his movie. Just just make a movie. Make it great. Yeah. yeah. You know, who? 
will it work with the other movies? Who cares? Just just do do what DC does great. Just make a one shot. Killing Joke. Yeah. That's a one shot. You know, yeah. like yeah. It, 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 listen, I think mm. once they did when they did Joker, mm. everything changed in that culture. I think yeah. DC and Warner were like, "Hey, man, we can do this. We can just go out on our own, do these things, and and look how well Joker did." So, Pattinson's Batman. Um, I have seen the movie, but I'm under embargo, and I can't say anything till February 28th. That's what's nice. So all I can say is Pattinson's Batman. <laughs> is uh something to be seen i'm sure for those of you listening in the podcast form <laughs> jason is uh breaking out into expressive dance and uh <laughs> all right uh we're gonna wrap up um you got things to do i got things to do and uh you know again ryan thanks again for hanging out it's always fun yeah. and um and i'm looking forward we got a lot of fun stuff coming up we got some huge announcements when it comes to the podcast as well we've got some really great um, great friends coming on board, which I think people are going to be, um, be, uh, let's just say it's going to get a little saucy on the rock. Yeah. It's, it's going to get super hot, but mildly mm -hmm. spicy. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> mm. Uh, my thanks again to my co-host Ryan stick. I would also like to thank, uh, our producer, Julia Kajerski and all of you for joining us and Michelle away Langevin from Voivod. Thank you as well for being our guest. And, uh, to my friend, Sarah Lutz from looters for uh, helping us hook that up. We will see you again next week. And don't forget, please like, subscribe, share with your friends, and um, we will see you again on the Rockman Power Hour.